Beloved Church of God, beginning our service before the Lord, let us stand and affirm the promise that relates to the door of our hope. Let the resurrection of Christ reign in our bodies. Amen. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we are grateful to your holy name for this once again privilege to be in this place that your hand has outlined for the worship of your holy name. And so allow your inheritance in the name of the blood of the covenant to be lifted to heights higher than us and to break all burden and sin that binds us. May in this place be cursed as before all the works of devil, illnesses, poverty, premature death, demonic dependencies, all forms of fears, depression, destruction, covetousness, stagnancy, ignorance. All of this, let it depart from the tents of your holy people and stand, O Lord, on the place of your rest, you and the ark of your greatness, and may your saints be clothed in your salvation, and may they rejoice before your countenance. Give us more from your Spirit, fill us with your Holy Spirit, and allow us to find your holy countenance. We thank you that this service is presented by Apostle Arkady in your divine arms, and we ask you to continue to lead it with your high and uplifted hand. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. May you be blessed. Please be seated. The letter of Apostle Paul to the Ephesians, chapter 4, verses 22 through 24. That you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. We are continuing to dwell in that revelation which the Lord has given to His Apostle, our pastor. And this revelation has been poured out in the multitude of sermons which we are continuing to be immersed into, to study, to dwell, and to find certain satisfaction from this process. You know, we constantly focus our attention to these three verbs, to set aside, to renew, and to clothe. We know that to set aside the former way of life of the old man, we need to distinguish him, we need to define him, we need to receive an exact portrait of what kind of old man this is. And we must see all of the calamity, the horror of this program, the satanic program in each person. And as Moses had done before, ran away from that serpent, but God said, take it by the tail, take the snake by the tail, don't fear it. When we discover this hell and this horror that is contained in the old man, which lives in our members, God, through the Holy Spirit, through His person, teaches us to not be scared, to not be horrified, and to not fear, but to set aside, to set aside this former way of the life of the old man. And doing this, 
we are offered the following step. When we dwell in this kind of a state, meaning to be renewed in the spirit of our mind, or to renew our soul, our thinking, and to be taught how to think as God thinks. This process is fairly difficult. And in conclusion, trying to think like God, we can't. We come and arrive to such a state where we begin to understand that we need to be immersed in the death of the Lord and to immerse our soul and to die and to rise to renew. The process of renewal is the process of resurrection. When there is spring on the earth, then all of the nature, it falls asleep, it's as if it dies. But it begins to rise up to life. And this renewal comes in such a way. Just as a person who gives up his soul to death, God gives him an opportunity to rise and this is going to be in a new way of life, a new kind of thinking and a new form. And we heard examples of the grandson of Saul, the example of King Nebuchadnezzar and other examples. And we today are going to talk about the example of Samson. This person has also gone through death and rose up from the dead. And this gives us the right to be clothed into our new man. It gives an opportunity to be clothed into the new man and the subject of the garments of righteousness, robe of righteousness. And it gives us the legal right to dwell in this truth, to accept this truth, to collaborate with this truth. And it gives us the right, together with the prophet Isaiah, and this is written about in the book of Isaiah, to exclaim and to call the inexistent as existent. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth brings forth its bud, as the garden causes the things that are sown in it to spring forth, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. And of course, we have no doubt that God fulfills, He fulfills His role and that He sends His Word. The role of God is to give the Word to the person. And God provides a certain atmosphere. You remember in Proverbs about the one who owned a vineyard, Jesus says, I am the true vine and my father is the farmer. Each In each branch, it nourishes, he cares for it, he cuts off parts that does not bring fruit. Remember, there's another parable about this as well. It says, be patient, he who intercedes for us, for his saints intercedes and says be patient for a little while longer and then the time comes and he cuts off this branch which one year two years he comes to check on it and there's no growth there's no fruit and god provides a certain kind of atmosphere for saints this is the unique 
atmosphere. And in my heart, I wanted to highlight this thought, that this atmosphere is given to us. We are found in the order of God. We are found in a kind of place. We are found in Zion. This is a certain astonishing order of God, a unique place where there are unique conditions. You know, there is our part, and we are going to talk about the price or the conditions that we are called to fill so that we have the right. And it is written, and you as living stones build yourselves into a spiritual dwelling, a holy priesthood, in order to bring God a sacrifice pleasing to God in Christ Jesus. If we understand that we are not talking about ordinary stones, but we are talking about precious stones, because Zion produces precious stones, it's written that the sons of Zion are as pure as precious stones. And Zion gives birth to these precious stones. And now you know our part. We are again are talking about the price. The price that each precious stone must fulfill. But before we talk about the price, we ought to look at the atmosphere or the place in which these stones can be formed. For each precious stone on earth, there exists a sweet place in which this stone becomes a precious mineral, which people then find and say, this is something astonishing. When I was speaking with somebody who knows me from a young age, he says, well, tell me, tell me truthfully. Do you not regret that you left from our church? I say, no, I do not. Well, why? Tell me. Why don't you regret it? Why have you left? Why did you leave us? And this person was of an older age, and I said, you know, I don't know where I was. I could have been somewhere, perhaps in a pit, but this would be the best case. And I would hide from the spirit of Jezebel and from this those that there are a multitude of, and I would sit quietly. Otherwise, I don't know where else I would be. Perhaps I would be like the lost sheep. Which would stand on its way and to protect its own interests. Or would go through the vast expanseness of the internet searching for the truth. Worst case, I would turn into the goat.
The religious, the religious are going to be, often many of them will turn into these. God give me the opportunity to be found in such a unique place where Elijah produces judgment over the spirit of Jezebel, over the prophets of Baal. But I have the opportunity to be near the prophet Elijah and to participate in this wonderful anticipation of the coming of the Lord. Otherwise, I don't know where I would be. Therefore, I want to again highlight that I'm very grateful for that atmosphere and for that opportunity which we have to be immersed into these three verbs. And I endure a spe special grace. I had called our pastor and I say, Pastor, I want to jump ahead and get closer to this. We are taking this from the sermons that were spoken in 2016 in July, August, September, we'll say, for example. I said, I would like to jump ahead a little bit. Will, would you allow me? He says, no, remain there where you are and work there. And I, inside, had endured great joy, which I am sharing with you. Joy from obedience. First, I would like to say that which we are doing right now, selecting these sermons or what to talk about. This, firstly, is not based on us, but it comes from the person of God who collaborates with the Holy Spirit. And being led by the Holy Spirit, we create this atmosphere in which these precious stones come to perfection. Second, I've noticed in myself, like oh, when a horse begins to be riled up, when you're perhaps not allowed what you want to, but the sweetness from obedience is ten times greater. Than any personal strivings. Ten times there's greater satisfaction from knowing that you are demonstrating obedience. And therefore we as obedient children will turn to these words and will be satisfied by this atmosphere of God which He creates for us that we can come to perfection and so that we can be precious in the eyes of God. We've already talked about, about six conditions for the right to be clothed in the garments of righteousness and have stopped to study the seventh. To perfect the righteousness of God is to be clothed in the price we pay for the observance of Pesach, according to its statute, each detail of Pesach had pointed to the legal right to exit out of Egypt, which symbolizes the right to liberty from the vain life and to be found in the promised land, which symbolizes 
the right to final deliverance from slavery to sin and death in the body. This is what we hold on to, our final deliverance. The old man, he has been found in a prison and God has given us the mercy and the power to to place him into this prison. But it's simply knowledge that he is there and even in the prison, even in the pit, we don't give him the opportunity to even say something or reveal himself in some way. Knowledge that he is there gives pain, perhaps provides some kind of discomfort. We must remember that we can fall and to earnestly desire the fulfillment of the promise which we hear. Final deliverance from slavery to sin and death. A final deliverance from this perishable body and the perishable soul, which, thanks to worthy partaking of Pesach, will be clothed into imperishability, and we are going to be raptured upon the morning star. And this time is near. For the treasures of this of this feast to become a part of our heart, we needed to fulfill ten conditions that are written about in the twelfth chapter of the book of Exodus. We have already looked at nine conditions and have turned to the tenth condition, which sounds like the following. Exodus twelve eleven. And thus you shall eat it with a belt on your waist, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. So you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. Listening to the sermons of Pastor of those dates from that time, I have noticed that he several times had noted that this aspect of haste, it is extremely important. He says, therefore, I will stop to talk about it for a length of time and the Holy Spirit is leading us in such a way that we are going to stop talking about it for some time and we in repeating this are also uh, held up on this and therefore we are repeating this tenth aspect of haste it's very important and greatly important in the price that we pay before God in order to collaborate with him and to fulfill our role and to build ourselves as precious stones in a holy priesthood, the holy house or the spiritual dwelling is the body of Jesus Christ and building ourselves into the body of the Lord, finding our place, finding our role and finding or defining this capability to offer fruit before God. To eat the Pesach of the Lord in haste in Hebrew means to desire and to find joy, to desire and to find joy in partaking of Pesach in the subject of hearing the word of God about the kingdom of heaven. We are continuing to read these words and to dwell in these words. And there is a presence of this desire and a certain level of satisfaction. We receive joy from that which we hear. And this is astonishing. 
Matthew 5, 6, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Those that call themselves believers, but who lack desire and thirst for righteousness, yielding justice expressed in fulfilling the judgments of God, are people who lack the element of haste upon partaking of the Pesach of the Lord. They violate the statutes. This is a separate topic and but in this way they fulfill not according to the statute and they turn themselves into vessels of anger you know there are those and and there are also us we hear about this ancient path of goodness they said we will not walk on it he says i have set watchmen and have said listen to the sound of the trumpet but they said we will not listen but we said we will listen Then the man of God says, oh, there's going to be a price. And we're going to say, well, we agree to pay this price. This person must say, this price is not going to be easy. But we say, we agreed to pay any kind of price. And then it turns out that the price is our life. And we're not certain. But then we make the decision and we say, we agree. Because scripture says, he who believes in him, even if he dies, he shall be made alive. And even having this kind of a faith, there is a disciplining that happens through this. There is not on earth a kind of atmosphere such as this, such as the atmosphere that he creates in his church, in which we partake by partaking to these treasures of the word of the Lord so that we can be transformed into the image of these precious stones. The desire to collaborate with the justice of God is a kind of property that clothed a person into the wisdom of God which God had endowed him with and through which he could judge of God and his works. We are continuing to study the results of thirst according to which we can test ourselves the Son of Man says, Son of God says, when He comes, when I come onto the earth, will I find faith on the earth? Right now we are testing this. Will He find faith? This is the time that is for our benefit. We are verifying, examining ourselves according to these results, and by these results we will know if He will find faith on the earth or not. If we have these signs, then this means that He will find this faith in His saints on earth and he will find it he will find it because according to scripture there is a holy remnant this remnant will be saved although the sons of israel would be like the grain of sand only the remnant will be saved we are called by god to be this remnant and we according to these results test ourselves if we are in the faith if we partake of the basic lamb in haste or not the first sign is expressed, and we already talked about this, I will remind you, is in a kind of communication with God in which we saw Him in the sanctuary. God, according to our the measure of our age, He uncovers for us His glory in the body of Christ. And when we see this glory, we come to a kind of awe and we say, what must I do so that this glory is in my heart? Because if I have seen it, 
if I have seen it in the body of Christ, but this glory is not found in my heart, well, then we feel sorry for this kind of a person because he is wasting his time. He studies, but he could not reach the knowledge of truth. He cannot be transformed into the image of this glory. This glory of God must be found in our heart. We must enter. It must enter through the eastern gates into our heart and to dwell there forever. And we begin to search. Abraham sought the city whose builder and maker is God. God had showed him this glory. And he saw the day and he rejoiced and he found this city. He saw it and his joy was from the fact that he understood that he is a partaker of this city. We are called to see this in our heart. The next sign of partaking of the Pesach lamb in haste expressed in the desire of our heart to hear the word of God with the intention, with the readiness to immediately fulfill it, is to turn in our prayers to the judgments of God when we are going to be like a lost sheep so that God can find us. Psalms 119, 174 through 176. I long for your salvation, O Lord, and your law is my delight. Let my soul live, and it shall praise you, and let your judgments help me. I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek your servant, for I did not forget your commandments. The state of a lost sheep, in which a person begins to understand that without God, and without the direction, and without dependence on Zion, and without dependence on the order of God, because you know a sheep, When we had found out the voice of our pastor, a person says, Lord, make me a partaker, seek your servant, make me a partaker of your flock. And when a person endures this kind of thirst and begins to search in God, and he says, I am ready to pay any price, not tomorrow, not a year from now, not when I have concluded something or built something, but right now. This is a state in which a person voluntarily refuses everything that was a benefit for him and considers it all as rubbish. Apostle Paul had listed those things that were a benefit to him. He says, I am from the tribe of Benjamin that was honored in Israel. I am in the teaching of the Pharisees. This was a person who the Pharisees, it was considered privileged. There were many of them. This was a very influential party in Israel. This person was the citizen of Rome. He was circumcised on the eighth day. He was zealous for God, and he was zealous in such a way that he was more zealous than others. He was brought up by a well family. This might be a very highly studious person in today's age, found in politics with the greatest uh, greatest diploma, either from Harvard or Yale. This, he had a great profession. He would have a great job, a prosperous future, respect 
among the midst, and he says, I have refused all of this, consider it all as nothing, in order to gain Christ, in order to come to him, not with the righteousness from the law, but righteousness through by faith. It is given by faith in Christ Jesus, through our dwelling in Jesus Christ who came in the flesh. The state of a sheep is a state of poverty of the spirit in which a person feels lonely and lost. In this kind of a state, a person does not have any hope remaining, not on his abilities, nor on opportunities or abilities of other people. He only has hope and trust in God. This is also a state in which a person of God for Christ becomes a reproach for the world. There is a state in which a person is wise in Christ, and there is a state in which he is foolish for Christ. This is how others are going to view him. But the ignorant will look at him this way. Those that are not meant by God to glory will look at him this way. Those that don't understand God, those that are far from God, this is the great multitude of those called who do not have anything in relation to the remnant. But those of the remnants of God, they're going to see the great glory of God. The next sign and again, we are called to discover this in our heart and to be made heirs through the payment for the price by partaking to the body because Jesus as the head has given this example. The apostles have demonstrated it and they say, imitate me as I imitate Christ. God, according to his mercy, has given us an example in the face of our pastor. And our pastor has said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. In other words, this imitation is not outwardly, but in the image of the righteousness before God. The next sign by which we define and that gives God the basis to quench our hunger, this quench happens when a person endures great loneliness. This doesn't mean that next to him there aren't close and faithful people those that could understand him but god will allow each person each contender to the throne he will allow them to endure the state of loneliness when it seems like no one understands us neither husband nor wife nor any close person understands but in this moment god is going to visit these places in our heart and quench the thirst and we are going to endure this kind of state the state of being filled with the mercy of God and will rise upon those heights that are higher than us the next sign giving God the opportunity and will express itself is written about Romans chapter 8 verses 26 through 27 with the groanings which cannot be uttered 
Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pay for, pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. He, now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of Christ is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. This place of scripture, partaking of the Pesach in haste, in the groanings uh, which cannot be uttered, includes itself a character of worship that is done through prayer in tongues. And Pastor has given to us, and we heard Brother Daniel had read about this two, uh, two sermons, how we hear these utterings or these groanings which cannot be uttered, and how this prayer in tongues is. And I think that we have all endured this kind of a state but there's one instance that comes to mind. I had at one point had felt such an interesting state of the spirit. There were difficult circumstances in which I was groaning in me. I was groaning. I was found in my backyard, in my garden, and I was raking leaves or something. I don't remember because it was long ago. And then all of a sudden there was an a miracle that occurred all of a sudden there was kind of extraordinary groaning this was supernatural and everything or what was inside of me was a kind of melody that sounded east eastern and i sang it in tongues and this was only a few seconds that this kind of song lasted in tongues and when I sang this I was in awe from this because the melody was was intriguing I had felt full healing in this moment as if someone placed a pain reliever injection in my heart I don't know if anyone was home at that time, but I felt full healing and I was found in awe from this kind of joy that had filled me. Because sometimes we don't know what the problem is or what is happening, but he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is. And this intercession occurs for the saints of God, for us ourselves, for those people perhaps we don't know, but God uses our uh, tongue in this instance and this is going to be revealed in these kind of prayers the next sign that defines the result of desire in the element of partaking of Pesach will allow God to open for us the inheritance of a new covenant in the mercies turned to David in the face of Christ Isaiah 55 verses 1 through 3 Everyone who thirsts, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Yes, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread, and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good, and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Those that call themselves believers, sometimes they say, well, pay the price, fulfill become like us but this does not satisfy this will not satisfy a person listen to me attently 
and eat of the goodness, and your soul shall live. Incline your ear and come to me, and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, the sure mercies of David. But God has promised David to build an eternal dwelling. There are some people that are satisfied by timely promises. They say, God has had mercy on me. I prayed, and God had protected me or kept me safe. I ended up in prison. I prayed, and the Lord led me out of prison. I have called unto the Lord, and He has protect, he protected me because I was about to be in an accident. You know, all of these things, they, praise God, they're great. But the mercy that this is referring to in this place of scripture, it's not those mercies, it's a, the everlasting promise, the eternal promise. Okay, if the Lord feeds and heals, and then in a few weeks, they said to him, crucify, crucify him, crucify this evil one. What was the purpose then of those timely promises? God gave me abundance and all goods. He says, come to me and I will give to you. People say, the Lord gave this, the Lord gave that, and people boast of this sometimes. And this is unfortunate. Here we are talking about eternal mercies of God. There is a certain fullness contained here. And we are called to strive to these mercies. The desire to have these unearthly mercies promised to David in the face of Jesus Christ are, is the bond of all the promises of God because all the promises of God are yes and amen through the glory of God through the apostles. Only in this way will we be made partakers of all of these promises of God. We are not called to take the part that we like or the part that is fitting for the flesh, but we are called to take all the promises, but the main promise, as we heard, to become a partaker of God's essence, or to become a part of the church, the church of the living God on earth, to become a part of this living organism. And these promises of God are called to be contained in the hope of our trust in three different unseen dimensions in the heights of the heavens in the sanctuary as well as the humble and contrite spirit so there must be a kind of balance and in order to easier understand the requirement thanks to which we can express our gratitude and in this way either the pace of calam and haste we will provide a more extended version of this that will help us study ourselves for the subject of the presence of desire with which we must eat of the basic lamb. He who desires salvation in God, come and accept go and purchase without silver and eat what is offered Why shall you put into circulation for that which is not bread and that for that which does not fill? We know that the salvation of some people is going to be lost and the name that was engraved in the book of life is going to be blotted out from there. And here is the calling, don't do this. 
Listen to me attentively and eat of what is good that is given to you through my messengers and your soul. Let it be filled with the power of my anointing word. Incline your ear and come to me. Listen and your soul shall live. Meaning you are going to go through death. Whoever hates his soul will be able to keep it. And I have given you the inheritance of the everlasting covenant, the immeasurable mercies promised to David, and the riches of the inheritance that is imperishable, pure, undefiled, and that is waiting to be revealed in heaven through your obedience to the faith of God. This is that day that we are in anticipation of, in which we and our bodies are going to see the Lord, and we are going to see in such a way that the old man is going to be cast out from our essence and we are going to endure the great power of resurrection and healing. And we will clearly see that that which we have done and that which we paid a price for and that which we dwelled in became a reality. We will enter into this inheritance of God that is going to be fulfilled. we will endure the action of eternal redemption in our bodies. The phrase, go to the sources of living waters and purchase, points to a kind of acquisition which tells us that in order to buy something, we need to sell something. There is the word buy, without price but buy this means that we need to sell something you will find something that you will sell so that then you can buy and the verbs go and buy refers to all those who desire for salvation in God these words is not an alternative to some kind of offer but it is a military order non-compliance to which will result in death the name of this kind of a person that does not fulfill this is going to be blotted out. He accepted the deposit of salvation, but he needs to place it into circulation. To place it into circulation, he needs to pay a price. And this price is not simple, as we heard. There's a certain price. Can we purchase it on sale? You know, I was told previously that we can... Um, in stores, we can ask for a lesser price than than, than what, what was indicated. I didn't think that this was possible in stores, but I was told it was. And then you go, I still come to the store and I say, can you sell this to me for this amount? And they say, all right, and some we will. And sometimes they sell it to me in that amount. But there's certain stores that they just don't sell. We're talking about a kind of store where it, they, they say this is the kind of price, and then they say, well, I'm sorry, we can't offer you anything else. One time I came to buy a car. For eight years, I had I had acquired about $5,000 in savings, and I thought I've, I've already become a successful person. I came to the dealership to buy a car, and I said, I want that car, and they said, they said, well, do you have a credit history? I said, no. How much money do you have? I say, 5000 He says, come to me. He was a very sale, a nice salesman with great humor. He brought me out one of the road, and he 
pointed to old Cadillacs in another car lot. And he says, you know, go there. Our prices are a bit higher. You don't have a credit history or credit score. And I was very embarrassed in this moment, but we dwell on a kind of price. There is no sales. There is a very uh, valuable, eternal item that is being sold. It's eternal salvation in God. And we must make the decision to call upon, to look upon, to stand, to gird ourselves, to listen, to proclaim, to humble ourselves, to present ourselves to God, to incline our ear, to be humbled before the Lord, to test ourselves, to examine ourselves, to purchase, to eat, to pay the necessary price. Remember, every pure bird you shall eat. From every tree in the garden you shall eat. Pay the necessary price. Protect your calling and election. Establish justice. Carry out the decree of judgment and trample upon every evil enemy. Lot, being a righteous person, he had tried to argue for a lower price and the angels of God tell him, Go up to the mountain and save yourself. Go and do not turn back. And he says, there is a small city nearby. It's small. Let me go there. And the angel of God says, well, for you, I will protect this city because Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding cities were destroyed. But one small city was saved. And then sometimes we say, Lord, I am righteous, and you love me, and I am so great. I see that you love me, and I love you. Lord, do this for me. Do this exception to the rule for me. But this is a kind of prayer that is foolish. We must pay the necessary price. When we hear the preached word of God, we must not uh, hope for a lesser price. The verb to eat means to eat, swallow, destroy. So, pouncing on the old man, we must steal from him, destroy him, and just devour, swallow up all that is, all that is evil to God. Sometimes we might see this peck in the eye of our brother, but we don't feel it in our eye. But here we're talking about swallowing all of this in our essence. And when you swallow all of the uncleanliness in yourself, then we will see how to help our brother. We will not condemn him. We won't blame him. We will help him. First, we must remove the speck from our eye. The phrase purchase without silver and without price is dedication to God. To purchase the milk means to present ourselves to God. Where do I go? What cell group do I go to? Some people ask and a person comes up to church and one brother says to me, 
I said, why don't you go to cell group? And he says, well, I feel sorry for you. I say, why? Well, I've already seen four different leaders leave and I've decided I won't come anymore. He, this kind of person, he's been in this church for a long time and he feels bad thinking that whoever cell group he goes to, then the leader will leave. And I say, don't feel sorry. Fulfill the order of God. If the man of God says, don't try to seek a, a lesser price. Pastor says, it's best to feel sorry for yourself and to begin to fulfill what has been said and to not regret it later on. In this case, wine and milk are presented in the proclamation of the faith of our heart in which a person consciously and voluntarily dedicates himself to God as a living sacrifice. The phrase purchase without silver and without price means that dedication to God is the gift of a person in which he voluntarily gives himself up to God as a sacrifice and a sweet fragrance. This command also means that a person is called to place the silver of salvation into circulation which he received as a gift from, of grace through redemption in Christ Jesus. Here we see a certain price or our portion that is uncovered. Because the phrase, why shall you place your salvation into circulation? For that bread which does not fill means, why should you obey that person whom I have not sent and who does not have the bread of life representing the teaching of Jesus Christ who came in the flesh? Because the phrase, why Why do you spend money for your wages? What that do not satisfy means that the word of truth in the mouth of God's messengers is a reed. It's a rod. It is a measuring tool that is given by God. And if we choose for ourselves people that are not been established by God in order to bring us to perfection, then we will not have the correct, be given the correct measurement. They will lead us into, uh, into a pit. Jesus Christ has defined it clearly. He says, if the blind, blind is not spiritual, not placed by God, he is blind. If the blind leads the blind, then both will fall into the pit. Pit means Perdition in scripture. Pit means perdition. Perdition will come in the life of this person. It's very important to know what kind of a person we are listening to and among what truths we allow ourselves to be tended to. A person whom God has placed or a, place in, a person who has been placed, placed himself or who has been selected by a majority vote because God's role and God's prerogative. We are talking right now about these unique conditions which God produces for our growth into these precious stones which he uses for the building of his glorified city this is to present for us a person that is endowed with his wisdom whereas our role or our prerogative is to choose to either accept the order of god or to reject the order of god deuteronomy chapter 30 verses 19 through 20 i call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that i have set before you life and death blessing and cursing Therefore, choose life, 
that both you and your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice, and that you may cling to him, for he is your life and the length of your days, and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them to choose life and blessing and also to hear the voice of the Lord and to cling to the voice of the Lord means to acknowledge the person whom God has established, to hear the preached word about the kingdom of heaven, whom God, uh, which God clothed him in, and to cling to this word, which we are doing today. And for this goal, it is necessary to be attentive to the word that we hear, to incline the ear of our heart and to come to God. As written, listen to me attentively, and eat what is good, and your soul shall be filled with the fat. This is a place from the prophet Isaiah which we have read. Incline your ear and come to me. Listen, and your soul shall live. To listen attentively means to prepare our heart to hearing the word and to turn our attention to hearing the word. To incline the ear of our heart means to humble our heart. So, again, the ear of our heart is a part of our spirit to humble it in order to have the readiness to immediately fulfill that which God will say this I am saying to myself because you know at one time I don't know where this came from where I got this perhaps some kind of uh, idolatry or some uh, other services I thought I would search for myself for a discount this is a fleshly manifestation, but I thought the Lord favors me. He loves me. But then I understood, no, when you hear the word, you must take it and immediately fulfill it. Not to distort it in ourselves and to not make it softer. Sometimes we hear the word and we say, how do we explain it to ourselves so that the conscience does not judge that you are violating it at the same time, so it's not too painful for me to fulfill it. And there will we find some kind of slogan, but this is very temporary. But if we are focused on the eternal mercies promised to, to David, uh, then trust me, the path is not a good path to go the other way. It will feel like we are, though our wheels are spinning, we are. We would waste our time. To come to God means upon all loss and upon all gains to trust in God and to depend on God. In Hebrew, incline your ear, ear means to... catch ourselves in the snares of our proclamations to turn away from the temptations that rise up against the soul and to take the shoes from our feet. Numbers 15, 37-40 Again, the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, tell them to make tassels on the corners of their garments throughout their generations and to put a blue thread in the tassels of the corners you shall have the tassel that you may look upon it and remember all the commandments of the Lord and do them, and that you may not follow the harlotry to which your heart and your own eyes are inclined. 
and that you may remember and do all my commandments and be holy for your God. These tassels had to be made on the garments and Christ had corrected. He said, you are making so much tassels in this manner to try to show uh, how high you are before God, but there was blue threads that had to be present and the person had to understand. How, how is he clothed in the garments or robe of righteousness? It is given by God as a seed. He must grow it. He must constantly look at the source, at the root. And then he will save himself in righteousness. As soon as he uh, looks at his own garments uh, with tassels that don't have the blue thread, then of course we will be distorted and lost. And so we are called to deprive ourselves from things that are visible. Basically, this is an expression of hunger and thirst for the word of God that comes from the mouth of God from his messengers upon partaking in Pesach. As a result of expressing this kind of of thirst, the word of God coming from the mouth of God through the prophet Isaiah defines the signs that will begin to occur with a person. This is God's guarantee and that our soul, which we have lost to gain the gospel, will live and will be saved in eternal life. Mark 8, 35-37 Whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life loses his life or soul for my sake and the Gospels will save it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? And so the phrase, and your soul shall live, or your life shall live, means your soul will receive help, it will be delivered from perdition, and will be elevated. A greater, or rather more extended definition of this means, will live, will be remained alive, will be left living, will receive timely help, will be saved or delivered, will receive power, and will be saved in eternal life. And now, the kind of soul that was lost in the death of the Lord, which had risen in a new format and a new dignity, to this kind of a soul is given the promise that is contained in the covenant that is expressed in the mercies promised to David in the face of Christ. And on its own, making a covenant with God through water baptism does not yet guarantee the receive the receiving of the promise that is contained in this agreement or this decree. Attention to receive the inheritance of the covenant expressed in the mercies promised to David. For this covenant to be a, on a sure foundation, we must be born of the Spirit water and to the throne and to lose our soul in the baptisms in water holy spirits and fire in which we make with god a covenant of blood salt and rest that we can fulfill his good acceptable and perfect will and be sealed by the holy spirit this is what we are repeating right now according to the mercy of god that which we have accepted in our heart but are continuing to repeat and to surround those words and be affirmed in this covenant and to be immersed into this covenant so that when it comes we are immersed filled drenched with the words of the covenant of the Lord this is a certain process this does not happen quickly 
the process of, of these precious stones is certain conditions required time unique temperature that is required certain pressure in the air and so forth which is impossible to do any other way it's a very difficult process which can be accepted by a person only through instruction and faith there is no other way in which a person is going to be taught in this kind of atmosphere he will be taught what God's role is and what his role is and how to collaborate with the faith of God and to not stand on the landmarks of the neighbor and to not enter God's territory to not become the Holy Spirit for those surrounding us to not become the Holy Spirit for ourselves there is a role of the Holy Spirit and there is our role and so the phrase and I will give an eternal covenant and for instruction and faith to be ratified it is necessary to dwell in the order of God which means to accept the person whom God has established as watchman over us and to accept the word that we receive from him and so the phrase and I will give you an eternal covenant means I will give you the heart that is capable to understand the essence of my covenant and to de- and to stand in it and I will give you means I will look to the rock from which you were hewn into the hole of the pit from which you were dug Isaiah 51 chapter verse 1 says listen to me you who follow after righteous you who seek the Lord look to the rock from which you were hewn into the hole from the pit which you were dug covenant means agreement union promise agreement will sworn promise instruction or will that is given to descendants to make known to chew to ponder to explain to read this word this whole atmosphere God creates for his saints when we are referring to the nature of this covenant and it is said that it is eternal in Hebrew this term means without beginning and without end the covenant is God himself eternal and when there is a definition of the contents of this eternal covenant in the phrase immeasurable mercies promised to David means I will care in order to prepare a firm hope on which a person can build his trust the kind of foundation that is not going to be destroyed during test a fire unchanging means a discipliner he says I carried you I hovered over you carried you my wings in order to bring you to myself not to my promises but firstly in the main direction to bring to myself to be faithful immovable to be found under someone's observance like a hotel uh, care for him take care of him and if you hold anything back then I will come and deal with it to be faithful 
to be loyal. In this kind of a covenant, we cannot have God has given to us this testimony. Unchanging also means to be kind, to be merciful due to faithfulness. God has mercy upon a person when he, if he sins and he repents due to his faithfulness. If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful. But all of this is found in time. But scripture says, hurry. Be hasteful. We are called to fulfill our role. Be hasteful. Do not set it aside. David is he who is beloved by God. It is the name that God gives us as those that are partakers of these promises of God. David also means evidence, sign. He says, I will make you a sign on the earth. When God will clothe us, and we right now are also this sign. Because by faith we overcome the world and we condemn this world. The saints of God, with their faith, they condemn all of those who do not partake in the observance of this great Pesach. The next sign, defining the result of thirst in the element of Pesach, is comprised of, through the anointing in our heart, God will open to us a person whom He has sent in order to fulfill our desire. We had talked about how there is a person, there is God's atmosphere. But how do we find it? Find the narrow gates. In order to accept the person whom God has sent, it's necessary to receive a relation in our heart, according to which we can define that God has placed upon this person the seal of His wisdom, which greatly differs from the wisdom that is earthly, demonic. Truly I say to you, search for me, not because you have seen wonders, but because you ate the bread and were filled. This is what Jesus Christ had said to those people that had surrounded him, that had listened to him. With these words, Christ talks about the sinful and earthly inclinations of a person to care for his material state or to seek for the opportunity to be enriched by perishable riches and to search for a person who could open the supernatural way to having perishable riches, whereas he was representative of imperishable riches. John chapter 6, verses 26. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you. And they said, What shall we do that we may work the works of God? Jesus said, This is the work of God that you believe in Him whom He sent. The first main beginning. When a person has this beginning, he can move further and practice the works of God. If he doesn't, he has no opportunity to practice these good works, and no works of God can he practice. Can he practice. And they said to him, What sign will you give so that we see and listen to you? Our fathers ate the man on the desert, as it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. That bread, that manna, was an image, but the true bread gives the heavenly father right now. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. 
And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger. He answered their question. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. And we will enter the inheritance of God in his uh, fullness. We will endure difficulties of this process of producing this precious stone, and we will no longer ever desire this will be full fulfillment and full bliss in the full rest and dwelling in the Lord first the bread of God comes from heaven and gives life this is wisdom that comes from above and that dwells in the hearts of those people whom God has sent to tend to his chosen sheep second wisdom from above makes the heart of a person capable of accepting the person whom God has sent and distinguishing his voice from other voices. And this is the promise that he has promised us, eternal life. These things I have written to you concerning those who try to deceive you. But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you, and you do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and is true and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in Him. First John 2, 25-27 The anointing of God is defined as the wisdom of God expressed in the gifts of the Holy Spirit that find their expression, expression in those sent by God no other way than through the fruit of their spirit and the supernatural authority of God and the Holy Spirit. And therefore, the anointing of God is the authority of God that can differ in the levels of its expression and the levels of their rel- role, role of their expression dependent on the dedication of a person that is tied to the price expressed in sanctification. These roles, defining the authority of God in a person, will never resist and oppose one another, but on the contrary, they will collaborate with one another just as they collaborated in the relationship of Christ with his disciples and in the relation of the apostles with those who have accepted salvation of God through their service. So this anointing to speak the words of God because scripture says the apostles teach in such a way and they know this in their spirit he who is of God he listens and he to him who listens he will give an opportunity in this anointing to understand whom God has placed to be a reader and this is the true anointing. There is also a false anointing, but we are not talking about it. Matthew sixteen thirteen through 19. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked the disciples, saying, Why do men say that I, the Son of... Who do the men say that I, the Son of Man, am? They said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and some Jeremiah, one of the prophets. And he said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, well, When you have defined this, then look at what happens. Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. After his resurrection, Jesus had twice affirmed to his disciples, and what 
powers or mission is called to be comprised of john 20 21 to 23 jesus said to them again peace to you as the father has sent me i also send you when he had said this he breathed on them and said to them receive the holy spirit forgive the sins of any they are forgiven them if you retain the sins of any they are retained thus the anointing power that the apostles are clothed in are called to express themselves not just in the wisdom of god to know and to pass along the teaching of the kingdom of heaven by authority to the forgive the sins of a person and to leave the sins this same concept the holy spirit expressed with the with the words of apostle paul for second corinthians chapter 1 verses 20 through 22 for all the promises of god in him are yes and in him amen to the glory of god through us now he who establishes us with you in christ and has anointed us is god who also has sealed us and given us the spirit in our hearts as a guarantee without having the authority to know and to pass along the wisdom of god as well as the authority to forgive sins to people and to retain sins the pastor of the church that stands at the head of the holy congregation will never be able to eat the basic of the lamb in haste and to instruct those that are found under his responsibility so that they can eat in haste true desire to hear the word about the kingdom of heaven can occur only in a kind of heart that has the anointing to distinguish those whom god sent from those that have not and those who have been selected by way of a democratic majority vote matthew 15 10 through 14 when he called the multitude to himself he said to them hear and understand now what goes into the mouth defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth, that this defiles a man. Then his disciples came and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying? He answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father has not planted will be uprooted. Let them alone. They are blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind leads the blind, both will fall into a ditch. Sometimes we, being sheep, whom the Lord has not given the knowledge to define the way but gave the opportunity to have this ear this planted ear so that we can hear the voice of our pastor as sheep we were in awe and we could couldn't with our eyes believe that the person who you did not expect that he all of a sudden like a goat would run somewhere when god tested his church but the one All of a sudden, uh, you do not expect it from, he has strength from, he has a strength in God. When a person leaves, Jesus did not worry. He said, leave them. Whichever tree it's been planted right it grows it has leaves it seems as there is life in it but if it was not planted by the heavenly father but it was planted by the enemy it is going to be uprooted it is going to be thrown out out of the congregation of the saints of god the next sign that defines the result of thirst and the element of haste will give God the opportunity split the hollow place that is in Lehi. Um, 
I see that our time is coming to an, uh, to, a, uh, to an end, but this this sign is very lengthy, and so we're going to conclude and perhaps continue in, in the previous services or the following services. And we are going to pray and thank God for His mercy and for this opportunity that we have today in this hour, in this moment, to remember this word with the purpose of discovering ourselves in this word and to be affirmed. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for your mercy to us, for your great mercy which you demonstrate in this place. That you have not left us. We thank you for your wings, which you have extended over us. This is the Word of God and the Holy Spirit and the words of the Messenger of God whom you have clothed in the power and authority of the Fatherhood to represent the words of eternal life. You have said through your word to not call fathers who we wish, but to acknowledge that fatherhood in your messengers. You have given us your mercy to discover these narrow gates upon this place and have led us into your wonderful light. And this light had illuminated in our hearts and we see, we saw the glory of God. And we were filled with this great desire to have the glory of God in our hearts for forever. You have said to us, you want to follow after me, reject yourself. Die to your understandings Die to your goals. Die to your intentions in life. Follow after me. And imitate me. And learn to live and act according to that image that you see in me. And we saw this voice in the words of our pastor, Brother Arkady whom you have established to represent your image and your words. You have enticed us, Lord. You are strong and you have overcome. And we were led by the Spirit. And you have allowed us to bind ourselves by the power and authority of your preached word and the power of the Holy Spirit that we can be led by you to the eternal goal to our imperishable inheritance to our riches in Christ Jesus and to the redemption of our bodies we thank you for this precious promise which we tremble over, which we think about daily, every hour, every second. We thank you for this light of your glory, which shone in our hearts, and you enlightened us with the knowledge 
of your glory. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy in which you allow us to be affirmed upon this place before your countenance. We thank you for your, our pastor, Brother Arkady. We thank you that you have filled him with your Holy Spirit and with your wisdom in order to lead your people, the people of God, to the goal of our high calling in Christ Jesus, to the eternal mercies promised to David. We thank you, Lord. We discover these signs, signs of dwelling in your desire and in the fulfillment of your commandments, your decrees, to eat of the Pesach of the Lord in haste, we find joy and we consider dwelling in your words as a sweet portion on this earth which clothes us into the image of divine glory, eternal glory. Full comfort, full satisfaction in the name of our Lord God. We pray, Lord, of all those we bless your servant, our pastor. May he be blessed before your countenance and may his body be healed so that he can continue to represent the perfection of the one who has called us into his marvelous light. We long for this day, desire for this day. We rejoice over your victory in our life. We ask, may our joy be full, full before your countenance. And may your precious promises extend to every holy saint who is your body, your church. We pray that the bodies of saints be healthy. May every illness and weakness be cursed. Uphold your inheritance, Lord. We are going to be perfected, to come to your fullness, to rejoice in all your works and throughout all your works in our life. We thank you for your order, for your guidance, and that you do not leave us alone, but you care for us. And as a bird cares for her young birds, like the wings of an eagle, you lead us into the land of promise and lead us to your heart. We comfort our hearts before you. We are grateful to you. May we be filled with love for one another and to all of your saints who have chosen to be the partaker, the good wife, 
and who have entered through the narrow gates and who have stood on the narrow path. May the power of your brotherly love as the fruit of our spirit be evident in the body of Christ. And may your mercy be magnified upon this place, Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let us conclude with our unchanging manifestation. Now to him who is able to keep us from stumbling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory in unblemished joy, to God our Savior, who alone is wise, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen.